This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend and welcome into another edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week with you. You get us on the ESPN Chicago app so you can always listen and catch up on demand. We are on the air every Friday night outside of baseball season from 8 until 9. You'll get the Encore replay Saturday morning at 8 a.m. So lots of ways to listen. Did we sweep the board last week, by the way, Mikey? I think we may have, didn't we? Again? Again? <laughs> that's what we do, folks. 3-0. and oh, Good to talk to you, Carm. Good to see Brendan. You know, and, and I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, I'm 4-0 and oh right now in hoops, uh, mm. the, you know, and, and, and you go 1-0. and oh. We had a 3-0 and oh week. We're the inflation fighters. That's what we do. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to tell you something. What's important is that we basically – Give you a consistency like we did. Not not every week's going to be three and all. Right. That's the bottom line. But uh, we're going to be pretty good. We've had pretty good off seasons from the NFL. Absolutely, and we'll try to give you some winners again later on today. We're going to pick out a few games that we like. We'll talk to Jim Miller later. He'll have some ponies for the weekend. Of course, Luke Pergandy. Lots of stuff to cover today, including some baseball preview. I have a few uh, futures bets on the 2023 MLB season that I've already made that I want to throw at Mike and uh, talk to the listeners about. So uh, we'll do that. We've got some NBA to cover for tonight. We had, Oh, was it good to have them back? It was good to have them back. Honestly, I mean, I got to be. I watched the Joker last night. Nothing's yes. changed. I mean, I watched Denver when he's off and then I uh, out of the lineup and, you know, sitting down and I watch him. When he's in the lineup, it's, it's a completely different team. Uh, but Philadelphia wins a big game last night exactly. against Memphis. So there's a lot of stuff with the MVP. We'll be talking about that. We're prop swap. So, yeah, I, you know, there's a cornucopia, ladies mm. and gentlemen, of uh, stuff going on and, right now. And college basketball starting to get hot. You know, I this is the time yeah. of year where I really start watching more college hoops. I watched the Illini come back last night against Northwestern. But you're right. It was good having the NBA back, and you nailed it. That's where I was going to start. The two we won with Mount St. Mary's and St. Peter's last week, which is a beautiful on thing. the bonus pick with you and Yorks. Anytime you do that, it's a beautiful thing. Oh. The two leading candidates for NBA, uh, NBA MVP were uh, in action early last night. Mike mentioned the Joker. This guy again had a triple double before the third quarter was over. Uh, the Denver Nuggets win in Cleveland. He is now a minus. What is he? He's minus two fifty. To win the MVP. Meantime, I watched on a lot the road of the, against a very good team. Very good. And then I watched the Philly game, and there's yep. Embiid. Last night, all Joel Embiid did was go 27 and 19, six assists, and six block shots. And he's five to one. And almost <laughs> getting two or three skirmishes with a very hostile Memphis Grizzly team that uh, right now getting the reputation of a lot of promise, but uh, also uh, some troublemaking uh, when you play them. I they, mean, they, they had the situation with uh, Shannon Sharp, yes. uh, with Morant and his father. So, you know, right now they seem to be like sort of like the bad boys, uh, and and they're led by the uh, by Morant, who faded down the stretch last he night. He did. They're kind of like the chip on the shoulder team. That you know, like they are. They they seem to want to fight with everybody, Mike. Right. But, you know what, Morant. 
When it's time for him to make the layup, when it's time for him to come up with the big shot, at least last night, I saw him turn the ball over two, three times in crunch time last night. So, you know, let's ease up on all these guys being all this and all that. You got to be able to close. I don't see too many closers on Memphis. Just like with Mm. Philadelphia, though, Carmen, I think uh, you heard what they said uh, in a way. You got to have more than the two guys. Harden playing much better, looks in great shape. Embiid, you said it last week. I was a little hard on Harden, so I watched him. Uh, but they don't have a third guy really. Uh, Harris hit some big shots. He hit a big end. shot last night, but I don't know that. Uh, but like, is he going to do? He's got to be consistent. It's a good question. Like here, Maxie's going to have to kind of get to that next level if they're going to navigate the entire Eastern Conference. I think you're right. I mean, Harden, you got he's diving on the floor last yeah. night. I mean, you got to give him credit. He's uh, after. Well, he heard it the last two years. Maybe you're right, Mike. Maybe he heard it rightfully so. He should have heard yep. it. Oh, yeah. He flat out quit on two franchises in what, like an 18-month span or two yeah, years, right? Yeah, he, he was on life support. I mean, seriously, as an effective player, he came back in shape, probably uh, getting more sleep than he used to, not partying as hard. I mean, Joe, you know, I mean, that's what he was known for the last couple of years, yeah. and that's not a good look when you're making that kind of money. Three guys have basically separated themselves now in in the NBA MVP race. It's Joker, it's Beat, it's Giannis, and, and Beat and Giannis. And Giannis might fall out of it here a little bit because, you know, he's got this wrist injury that's going to probably prevent him from playing as much down the stretch. It's going to come down, I think, to Joker and Beat. And Beat's 5 to 1, like we just talked about. Joker's uh, appears to be in the driver's seat to win this thing a third consecutive time, which nobody's done in nearly 40 years. We've talked about that a lot. Of course, that was Larry Bird. Mike nailed it. He, the, the efficiency numbers are just so dramatic uh, with and without him. He's probably on his way to winning another one, but I, I say it every week. I'm like, what does poor Joel Embiid have to do, Mike? I mean, he's averaging 33 and 10 this year, and it's like he's going to finish a distant second in the NBA MVP voting. It's crazy. Uh, I hope he just stays healthy and doesn't have like a little injury. Last year was the busted up nose. I mean, I hope he stays healthy just to see what they can do in the postseason because I'm slightly intrigued by Philly. Yeah, you know what? I am too a little bit because, you know what? I mean, I I wonder if they're tough enough. We'll see if they're tough enough, if they have a deep enough bench. Uh, Rivers is a a detriment around playoff time. I mean, there were high hopes for him with the Clippers and stuff like that. But uh, you know what? We're going to see what happens with that because, yeah, another thing, you know, I'm so tired. Is J.J. Redick out of his ever-loving mind? I mean, (laughs) here's the thing I have with with age, okay? The advantage to age is I've seen it all. The disadvantage of age is I'm not going to see much more. Okay? So I'm going to tell J.J. Reddick this. Uncharacteristically of me to really try to be the nicest guy I can. Don't question a three-times-in-a-row MVP. Larry Bird. I don't care. I've seen him all play. He would be a top 10 guy right now. And that's just the way it is. I don't know what. And Lambeer's getting blasted. Are you kidding me? Have you seen some of the centers? There's some great centers in basketball, but there's not so great centers in basketball. It's a physical, it was a physical game and different, but I just don't understand the shots that a lot of these players, and Dominique Wilkins basically took off after uh, after Reddick after those comments. I mean, Larry Bird's career is pretty unassailable, isn't it? I mean, like, what are we doing? You're right. Well, it was like a 1960s guy playing in the 80s and destroying the great athletes that we had in the league at the time. And, And you know what? The Europeans right now, our heads and tails better basketball players than than the American players. They really are. I mean, except for a few guys, aren't we all yeah. dom- I, I, dominated? I, I, yeah, I mean, think about it. Think about Jokic, European-born player. 
Uh, and beads from Africa. Giannis is from Europe. Uh, Doncic is from Europe. You know, Tatum's probably the one guy. Would you say right now who's right. the uh, you know Tatum, Jalen Brown, John Morant, those yeah, kinds I'm of guys? Look at. I think but, we'd get killed in an All Star game if they played for real. And by the I, way, they yeah. could get rid of that anytime they want. Now, the only way you could save that game, okay, is by doing what I suggested. 15 years ago, the world against the U.S. and make uh, the winners get a $5 million cut each. Yeah. The losers, they get a million. Yeah. Then you're going to see a game. You might Period. be right about that. Period. Uh, speaking of the NBA, the Bulls come out of the break and play tonight, Mike. They're a two-point favorite at home at the UC against the Nets. Bulls uh, have lost, of course, six in a row. They're two and a half games behind Washington and wow. Toronto for that 10th seed. Listen, the Bulls... Aren't you surprised, though, a little bit by this? Uh, maybe a little. I know they were I thought... 55 to 1, but give some effort. They're <sighs> Blowing games in the fourth. I thought they'd be a playing team. I did. Yeah. I think maybe they still will be. Uh, I think wow. the I think Pat Bev will ruffle some feathers. But Vegas will tell you right now that uh, they like the Bulls to miss the playoffs. Bulls are five to one to make the playoffs at this point. They're minus eight hundred to miss, Mike. So Patrick Beverly, I love him. Went to Marshall High School. He's a Chicago dog. Yeah. Pat, I love you. But if we had to pick you up to try to get into the playoffs, that means we put together a team that isn't tough enough. And I'm watching Markinen go off in the league now. You want to start talking. Wendell Carter had a decent night last night. You got to wonder about the coaching that was going on and continues to go on in this organization when you see former players that we didn't think were that good make an all-star team. I agree. Now. I agree. You know, and you would have thought with Billy Donovan's reputation. I right. mean, Billy's done a good job they got uh, the developing court. I players. Florida, yeah. they they lost for me, but that's okay. <laughs> I want it's Billy Donovan court. That's how big a legend he is there. But here, he's done he's a, an afterthought, and he did a good job in OKC developing some young players. I mean, he Boy, really but did. He didn't. He didn't win with the three big boys. I know. I mean, Harden, Westmoreland, and Durant, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. I know. When we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. We'll see what's hot there. Uh, I've got some baseball stuff that I want to throw up, Mike. Like I said earlier, I've already made a few futures plays on a couple of things. I want to get Mike's opinion and uh, pick his brain on some baseball stuff. We've got the first exhibition game, the first spring training games this weekend. You're going to hear the White Sox on Saturday. I love spring training until I'm at the game, then I want to leave in the fifth inning. See, I kind of like it, though, because you know why, Mike? I mean, the weather's normal. I know it hasn't been great there this week. It's been still a little chilly. Even if it's warm. I went to spring training. Oh, I a love couple it, Mike. times. Yeah, the only I, the one I loved was the one Jordan was at that I covered. Mm. But the, I went to the I went to one year with Arizona. It's about the fourth inning. Number eighty six was up. Well, that's going, true. Let's yeah. get out of here. <laughs> number ninety four gets number into the game. He's not in the media guide. You're like who? And some guy turns around going, "Yeah." I go, "He's going, yeah." When he goes back to Iowa, out of the bullpen, number sixty seven. Yeah, you're oh, like, wait a minute. Crazy. <laughs> I just and like then you're, there. you're half in the bag. The sun's beating on you, and and we were at Ho Ho Camp where they had oh, silver seats. Oh God, it was. So you're like, you were like. Uh, in the box, like in Cool Hand Luke, you got out, right. basically exhausted. I go, we got out of there. We said, let's go have some fun somewhere else. Yeah, the, 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 they're all out of Tucson now. That was like the old Tucson ho-ho cam, if I'm not no, mistaken. Yeah, and they, I was at Camelback Ranch. There you the go. Sport, but we were in the, and the only, I watched it from the skybox. I was there for three innings. I go, where's there some rope? I mean, seriously. Well, and you can't, the, you sit in the stands, there's no shade. It's all, and You're in the sun the whole time. There's nothing. It was like, <laughs> I kept looking up at the sun like an astronaut. It's crazy. Yep. Luke Pergandy's going to join us coming up. We got plenty to talk about. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting started here. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. 
Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. You got Mike and Carmen every single Friday on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app where you can catch up on demand. And it's time to talk to one of the founding members of PropSwap.com and the PropSwap app where America buys and sells its futures wagers. He's a Chicago guy. Luke Pergandy on the line. Oh, Marshman. What's up, guys? <laughs> How are oh, you, bud? Yeah. Good. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're great, Luke. Um, I know that you guys sold uh, a nice ticket this uh, this week on an NBA future, a uh, not MVP, which we talk about a lot, but Defensive Player of the Year, right? Jaron Jackson, who is the favorite. You guys sold a pretty nice Jaron Jackson ticket. Yeah, so he's minus two hundred in books, and we sold him at minus one thirty five. Uh, buyer got the best price in the world on him to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and he paid 2000 bucks. so seller cashes in, and mm. buyer gets the best price. Wow, that's seller. What a beautiful cash-in that is. That's the thing that you got to love. Cash-in for 2000 I absolutely love that. That's why we like prop swap. Um, as awards go, you know, Mike and I spent, uh, I, I feel like we do it almost every week. It's yeah. just uh, we talk about Joker's. His meteoric rise here over these last couple of years, I mean, uh, you follow the money. That's what we always say, right? We're, we're getting into March here, and normally you got a pretty good indicator on, you know, the way the voters are, are going to are gonna cast their ballots. When he's a minus 250 favorite and the next closest guy, Joel Embiid, is 5-1, to one. I mean, it's certainly trending in the direction that Joker's going to win this thing for a third straight time, Luke. Totally. No, totally agree. Uh, I'm actually in Denver right now visiting Ian, my co-founder, and it's crazy. Like, they are the best team in the league, and the locals can't even watch the Nuggets on Comcast, the most common cable provider. There's like a, a war between the channel that carries the Nuggets and oh, uh, the cable provider. It's kind of reminds me of like the Hawks in like the, the 90s, where it was just so difficult to watch them on local TV. Um, and they're just, they're just dominating. I mean, it's, the Nuggets look unbeatable. You know what? Uh, I watched a lot of a lot of college basketball, Luke, uh, during the hiatus for the NBA. They play the useless all-star game, then they <laughs> take a week off. They got to get their legs back, blah, 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 blah. And I got to believe, and I, I, I watched a lot of teams, and I've been watching a lot of teams. And when they say it's wide open, usually there's four or five teams that can end up winning this thing. But I watched Houston. I've been watching Kansas. This is they're unpredictable right now, all these teams. Is that what makes it wide open? And are you seeing that reflected in the tickets right now at Prop Swap? Yeah. I mean I think and we talked about this on the show, eight times the number one team has lost this year. That hasn't happened since like the early nineties. So like it just as one measure of of the parody that's going on this year, like I, I agree with you. I think Houston's great, but they're absolutely yep. beatable. Obviously, Kansas won last year. They're for sure beatable. Like, I, I'm looking at much higher odds this year. San Diego State right now, five-loss team, quality losses to Arizona and St. Mary's. They're 100-1. to one. They're a top-20 team. Uh, Arizona also is uh, – we have them at 17-1 to one on props up. Arizona's 12-1 to one at MGM. Mm. So, plenty of value there. Uh, and then Auburn – Kind of an interesting story with Auburn. We have them at 100 to one. Some other books have them around 80 to one. Mm. There's 35 to one at a popular sports book called Circa, uh, sure. based in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. clearly, Circa knows something that the other books don't, or they just took a bunch of action on them. Um, but either way, Auburn can make some noise. Certainly, if you're getting value at 100 to one versus 35 to one. What do we make of uh, Alabama at this point, and the little scandal yeah. that's happening with the best player? Uh, I mean. Yeah. 
I, you know, they're nine to one right now. I mean, you, you got to look to unload those if you've got them. I would think with some of that uncertainty, right, Luke? Totally. I, I, have, I don't understand how that guy's still playing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't either. Law enforcement above my pay grade, but um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of key, key man risk there. I'd, I'd be unloading my Alabama futures ASAP. Yeah. As a guy that coached for six years at a great high school, there's no way if a kid comes in. And says, you know, even these people on social media saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you're you're innocent till proven guilty." If a kid comes in and go, and we find out that his gun was involved, whether he gave it to him, whether he gave it to, him, he's not playing. And for Alabama to play him is unconscionable right now. And on top of that, he ain't playing if Alabama's not having the year they're having. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. And they're using, they're not, they're, they're ignoring this whole thing. Hoping they could get the March Madness. How sick is that? I agree. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I agree with that. Absolutely. All right. So college basketball for sure. Uh, NBA hitting the home stretch. We Woo! talked a little hockey on last week's show. Oh. I, think, I think we all agreed. As incredible as the story's been with the Bruins, uh, most of us, uh, as we discussed it last week, probably look for value in a few other teams actually to make a deeper run I heard or win they the Stanley just Cup. Made a big trade, but, but they did. They did. I was going to bring that up. I mean, they they got a really good defenseman from Washington and Dmitry Orlov. So you know, I I, I don't know. I still kind of have the same feeling about. Uh, the Bruins, as we discussed it last yep. week, I'd probably I'd stay with Carolina. Yeah, a team like Carolina, or maybe some longer odds. But we're getting into a good time of year. Is uh, basically the point, right, Luke? So we encourage everybody to check out the app. There's, there's a lot happening: March Madness, college basketball, and, and hockey hitting the home stretch. Right? Yeah, we are less than three weeks away, and obviously teams are going to get certain getting knocked off in two and a half weeks. So make sure to get your futures in before that happens. Yeah, sounds good. All right, buddy, have a great weekend, and we will catch up again next Friday. Okay, thanks, Tom. Thank you, Mike. See you, buddy. You're welcome. There he is. <laughs> that kid from Alabama, what a it's joke. It's crazy. There's that... no way that kid should play. None. Yeah, it's surprising. I, I mean, if things start to clear up, then you bring him back. But I'm sorry. he He's involved in some way. It's not like he's clean. Your name don't come up in something like this unless there's a problem with your name coming up from other people. A little period. bit surprising. But the uh, the tournament's going to be fun. I mean, it does yep. seem to be kind of wide open with uh, multiple teams. I mean, you know, the Blue Bloods more often than not make the deep runs. We know that. I mean, just go back to last year. You had Blue Bloods, right? I mean, you had Kansas. You had North Carolina. You had Villanova. I mean, yeah. the Blue Bloods tend to make deep runs, but it uh, it does seem year one after year. One sneaks in usually. If one can sneak in, like yeah. a George Mason back in the day, somebody like that, or a Loyola mm -hmm. when they made it to the Final Four, which was so much fun. It was. You know, it really was. I still think Porter should be here. I'm sorry. I know he's at Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and I, I, I glance from a distance, but Lyola, I thought, made a genuine error. I know they got a nice program, but that kid did something that I thought was impossible for Lyola yeah. ever to do again. Absolutely. Period. I mean, they And they impressive. let him walk into a Catholic school, and believe me, folks, believe me, they got money. That's what I hear. Sure. I bought up half of the north side <laughs> from where I grew up. They've got to have some money. I, oh, yeah. The Jesuits got to have some money. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And Sister Jean's still drawing his salary. Sister Jean's like 104. Are you kidding me? My wife knew her when she went to uh, Loyola. It's, Baby. It's wild. I mean, come on. It's it's like she's there and she's like got more energy. You know, she's in the wheelchair. Heck, I want a wheelchair sometimes and I'm okay. It's you really, know what I mean? It, Look at her, the energy. And I just thought they made a huge mistake there. I'm not 
saying what they're doing now is it going to happen maybe again, but that was huge for him to leave. For what it's worth, Loyola's endowment is $1.1 billion. Yeah. How's so, that, huh? Yes, there is some money up there on the north side in Rogers Park. But he, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? I mean, it's a beautiful campus. I mean, come on. It is, absolutely. And no, look, Northwestern's going to make it. You know, and we we've we've wondered what what the heck is going on up there. Why can't Chris Collins get this thing turned around? Why can't they build upon what they did a few years ago? Northwestern, yeah. and I know they lost last night, but I think they've got yeah. the resume. They swept Indiana. Yep, uh, Indiana's they a lock. Purdue was number they one. They beat Purdue. They're going to make it, Mike. Yeah. But here's my deal with Chris, and I'm doing some investigating. I'm doing some reading. I'm hearing these two players are going to go, and that he's going to be in the same spot he's been in the past three, oh, four boy. years again. Now. That doesn't mean he's had players leave before. I'm, I'm going to just concentrate on this year. Hopefully, you get a couple recruits based off what happens. But they should go to, yeah, they, they should be in the tournament uh, after beating Purdue especially. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were, fav- they were favored pretty good against Northwestern. So I wish him nothing but the best, but he's got to continue it for me to, I mean, is this a flash in the pan mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Good, good question. That's yeah. all. All right, coming up next, we will talk some baseball futures. We've got the first spring training game on the air. Uh, the White Sox uh, this weekend on Saturday were your home for the White Sox, of course. So spring training, Cactus League, Grapefruit League getting underway. We'll look at some futures bets. I've already made a couple I want to talk about uh, cool. with Mike. We'll give you best plays a little bit later. And Jim Miller's got ponies in just a little bit. So lots to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're cruising along. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Follow us on Twitter. Mike's at North and North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. You can always catch up on demand all weekend long, and the podcast is up nice and early on Fridays. We'll be on the air after Black and Abdallah Friday night, sick, uh, 8 until 9, and then, of course, the Encore replay on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. All right, MLB win totals. Let's talk a little yeah. bit here. Let's do it, Mike. And then I, I got love some... MLB win totals. I do, too, and then I got some futures. I was doing futures. two last year, so we'll Yeah, that's right. You were. You yep. were. All right, Vegas has the Cubs at 77 and a half. Uh, on either side of that, you're looking at minus 110. They won 74 last year thanks to a great finish. Are the Cubs a 78-win team, you think, in 2023? Is this an overplay? Man, I want them to be. Contreras still bothers me. I'm hearing, oh, he, you know, St. Louis picked him up. But I look at that division. I like their pitching. I know that they've been shoring up. Uh, the relief, uh, the bullpen. I, it would be a no play for me mm. or an under. Or an under? Because I okay. still think they're a year away, even though they have a lot of promise. They kept half, thank God. I mm. like that. They got Horner moving to second. Uh, Swanson was a nice pickup. The yes. division is easy. Yeah. It's what happens when you go play the East mm-hmm. and when you play the, uh, the West. Uh, can you hold up? It's not you beating Cincinnati that gets right. you into the playoffs. Oh, it's good to win most of your games in the division, but if you lose to St. Louis and you can't beat teams in the East or the West, no matter what you do against Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, it's not going to be an 82 or plus win season. Period. How about White Sox at 84 and a half? The over is even money. The under is where the juice is, Mike. Under is minus a dollar thirty. White Sox at 84 and a half. What do you think? Well. First of all, we've, I never bought into the rebuild. 
In fact, the rebuild started around the time the odds couple did, and our franchise has been on a much higher trajectory. <laughs> That's if you right. want to know the truth about it, folks. I mean, players that actually come in, come in shape. Eloy lost 30 pounds, which means he was a fat you-know-what last year and did, just took life for granted. Now they're back. They're a little bit serious. I'd like to say they're the over. Uh, I would tend to say I'm hoping it's the over. Me too. But the but, first year manager and moving Elvis Andrews, I mean, we went from a rebuild and a dynasty, a potential dynasty, to getting excited over a guy that played shortstop who doesn't have it there anymore, who had a very good last three months, who's playing second for the first time. First it's time. absolutely nuts. Yeah, I know. And, and it's I, nuts. And I love what he brought them last year. I do, too. I, I just feel like you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle Well, why again? didn't everybody else bid on him? Well, why yeah. was $3 million the best he could get? If that wasn't a, 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 that's called a small sample, folks. I love Elvis Andrews, Amen. and I love what he did. I think the other guys are the guys that got to be questioned, and what's their resolve? I mean, I'm hearing Tim Anderson talk again. Just play, man. Just play. Be there every day. Don't disappear for three weeks at a time. That's all I want, and if they do that, they got a shot. Yeah, I'm with you. Come on. Uh, most home runs in the majors, 2023. Aaron Judge, no, uh, no doubt oh, about it. by the way. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. The Abreu thing, to trade him to, to I mean, let him let go, him go. to the world champ, let him leave and go to the world championship is a hangover that is going to be tough to beat. Mm. It is. Jeez. How do you get rid of a guy that everybody well, praises for three years and all of a sudden now, oh, that's all right. No. It's not all right. This was maybe, I guess the rebuild didn't work and they said we're going to let you go to, to greener pastures. Yeah, and think? I, I, I think they, I think they've got too much redundancy at that spot, and they just needed to get a little bit younger there. I, I yeah. think is probably why. Well, when you hit three hundred yeah. and you play most of the games on a team where the younger guys didn't show up two out of three times because of sore legs and stuff, sore legs. It's a tough. I mean, guy. I mean come on, hey, it's a tough thing to lose. He's a tough guy to lose. I hope they stay healthy. I hope Grafal brings too. a little something out of them. That's what they're expecting. Is that how we'll you see. pronounce his name? Pa- I've been trying to Pedro Grafal. Yeah, yeah. I had a Grafal. I've been. I've been doing it all. I've had 19 different pronunciations. Griff Walkwood. Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge is your favorite to hit the most home runs. He's plus 575. Mike Trout, who did hit 40 home runs in just 119 games last year, is 8-1. to one. It's sort of hard to bet Trout because, you know, you don't know if he's going to play uh, as much. Let's right. face it. I, I don't think Mike Trout. I saw where he's third best baseball player yes. and for the first time, and he's not one of the first. Yep. He's not the third best. you got to be there. Well, yeah, I know. And listen, he played 119, which is better, but he hasn't played, Mike, more than 140 games no. in a season since 2016. And, he's never, and, the, and you got to get in the postseason. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. You can't. I, I, be a top three, four player. Well, show how good you are. Well, show a, I mean, it's crazy that with those two, they can't make it. It's crazy. Well, you know what? It it, hap- it, it is crazy because look at the Angels. They were going to sell. Now they're not going to sell. Marino had enough, and then all of a sudden everything's okay. Mm. Trout's got to play. Look, who wins employee of the month that misses half? You can't. Half of his business days. Yeah. And Okay, does great when he's there. But you don't get a, a top five spot if you miss half your games. That's true. Although last year, like 119, is an achievement all of a sudden for this guy that's built uh, like a rock. And it's an achievement. It feels like it is. I yeah. know. Uh, a guy I always like betting for most home runs, he led MLB back in 2019. He's hit 35 or more in three of the last four years. I always like putting a little bet on Pete Alonzo. He's certainly very the capable. Bear. The polar bear, baby. He's plus 850. Schwarber, who led the NL 
Cornell with 46 last year is 12 to 1. Maybe not a bad bet either. Um, I'll tell you one future bet that I do already have, and that is most strikeouts in MLB. Now, Garrett Cole led MLB last year with, I think it was 272. He is your favorite at plus 575. Then it's Corbin Burns at about 7.5 to 1. Dylan Cease is 10 to 1. But the guy I bet is from the Atlanta Braves. It's Spencer Strider. He's 10 to 1. Spencer Strider last year, he That's did... That's a hell of a last name for a pitcher. Isn't it? Strider. I he, love it. Last year, Spencer Strider, he did not throw enough innings to be a qualified pitcher because he yeah. threw only 100, and I think it was 139 innings last year. But he had 13.8 strikeouts per nine last year. Mm. He had 202 strikeouts, here it is, in 131 and two-thirds innings. Uh, the leaders last year were Rodon and Shohei in baseball. They had 12 strikeouts per nine. I mean, had Spencer Strider been a qualified pitcher uh, at that pace, think about how much more uh, he would have led that category. And I bet Spencer Strider, small bet, at Good. 10 to 1 for most strikeouts. Well, 10 to 1 does not seem like... Believe me when I tell you this, folks. I haven't gotten in fully to the major leagues, but nobody. I've been following the major leagues forever. Spencer Strider at ten to one is a great pickup because I guarantee you seventy percent of the baseball fans don't even know who he is right now. Probably. And they, I, I'm being honest with you, folks. I know. Was he now? Now what team is he on? Atlanta. Hmm. He's got a good team too. That's the other thing. Not that oh, it matters yeah. for a strikeout. Not that it matters to, to win most strikeouts. But he's just, his stuff is so electric, Mike. Well, I mean, good. You so... know what? That's a good pickup because, you know, most people are going to go, who the hell is this yeah. guy? But the odds suggest he'd be a household name. I know. And then uh, the other bet I made already was AL MVP. Now, Shohei's your favorite, of course, 2-1. to one. He's very chalky. Judge, 4.5-1. to one. Trout's 5-1. to one. I love seeing young Julio Rodriguez as high as 7-1. to one. I think that's I awesome. Like I love him. But the bet I made, Mike... Uh, was Jordan Alvarez, 12-1. to 1. He's going into his age 26 season. He was mm. third in the MVP voting last year. He's been a rookie of the year. I think he's just really coming into his own at 12-1. to 1, Those are odds I liked, and that's a bet I've already made. Jordan Alvarez to win the AL MVP this year. Yeah, you know what? And and that's a, good, that's a great – anything between 10 and 15 or 18-1, yeah. to 1, even in golf, you know um, – is is good when yep. you see it. I mean, like a Horschel, you know, who's right now leading the Honda Classic. Mm-hmm. He had, I saw that he was one of the guys that was favored. He's been struggling for a few years. So you look at odds that sometimes determine what you're taking. Now, ten to one, and the twelve to one for people that aren't household names, right. folks. Yeah. it's not like you're betting Notre Dame, right. or it's not like you're betting Trout, or it's not like you're betting a pitcher like Verlander mm-hmm. for the strikeouts. You look at these unknowns. Or people that are that are casual fans don't know him. Listen to Carmen on these. He's, he's spot on. Try to find a little value. Yep, yeah, there's absolutely. no sense in betting Shohei or Trout every year, even though Shohei is uh, ridiculous. About the All right, when we come back, yep. we are going to spend a little time talking to our good friend Jim Miller. Uh, he's going to have some ponies for us. Hold on one second. I just popped out my mic. Hold on. It's uh, all right. There we go. Sorry about I'm that, right guys. I'm right here for I, you. Okay, I, I, I almost had to take over the show. I didn't pop out my mic. I popped out my headphones. I couldn't hear anything. And they fall my, off. That happened to my, me at least 50 times when I was uh, doing I, on the regular. I knocked case. the wire right out of the jack. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Jim Miller's going to give us some ponies coming up here in a little bit. And then uh, we've got a few games that we have selected. Mike's got a late NBA game, which yep. is good for everybody. I always love that. So don't go anywhere. we got more to do. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.
Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you, and it's time to talk ponies. And we've got a big derby prep race, a big 50-pointer going on this weekend. He joins us every week. All he does is win, win, win. He's the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, we got a winner last week out of Pioneer Medina. We got a second-place finisher last week. We have great racing this week. And, guys, live racing at Hawthorne's just around the corner. One week away, Sunday, March 5th, we start live racing, and then we go for 10 months to uh, finish out the year. That's amazing. So starting next week, uh, you guys will not have a uh, – is that right, Jimmy? You guys will not have a weekend that's darks after next week kicks off? Right, right. yeah. We that's go, incredible. We go all the way through. So we start next Sunday. We'll race Sunday and Thursday for the first couple of weeks to kind of avoid those big derby prep days mm. and not try to compete with those tracks leading up to the derby. And then we add Saturdays in during the summer. But, yeah, it's going to be really busy. But, hey – I'd rather it get busy at a little bit better time of year weather-wise, although it's been a pretty mild winter, yeah. but it is. It's and, nice to have horses back on the racetrack. And next week, uh, when you guys are back open, that is uh, the spring is thoroughbred season. Is that right, yep. Jim? Yeah, yeah. Thoroughbred, thoroughbreds this year, it's a longer extended meet with Arlington Park closed now, so we're racing thoroughbreds March all the way into September. Oh, wow. So you'll have a summer turf schedule all summer long, and then fall, winter harness. But yeah, it'll be thoroughbred heavy. And uh, there's a lot of horses at Hawthorne, guys. It's really nice to see. Should be good competitive racing right from the start, and that's what we want to see. Do you think the history of horse racing is well-known enough now, Jimmy? I mean, I saw a picture of Silver Charm on Twitter, Hmm. who's 29 years old now, uh, who won the Kentucky Derby. Uh, There's other horses. Uh, You know, the Yankees have old-timers games, uh, you know, (laughs) and they bring the old guys back. Has there ever been any type of deal where – and even with the farms or the ranches that keep these horses that are great, whether it be Silver Charm or any other Kentucky Derby winner, would they be allowed to go to certain tracks uh, as former champions for people to see, people to talk about? Has that ever been entertained, or do they stay? We've what? actually, yeah, we've actually done it a few times over at Hawthorne in the past. If you look okay. a little bit further back, we had a horse by the name of Black Tie Affair. That was a Hawthorne Gold Cup winner and then was a Breeders' Cup Classic winner. And that was a horse that actually came back and paraded numerous times at Hawthorne. In recent years, it was interesting. A horse by the name of the Pizza Man, who won the Arlington Million a few years ago, Mm -hmm. actually turned into a stable pony for Roger Brueggemann for years. And you saw that horse out on the track each and every day. And then you had Bucks Boy, a horse that won the Breeders' Cup turf, another one that was presented out in front of the crowd and paraded out. So there is that hoopla. And I think what you're going to see, guys, is as we start to build things more up a little bit here at Hawthorne and you get more of those stakes winners that go on to do big things, then you can come back and parade them to the fans locally. And that's kind of what we're uh, gearing towards this year. You're going to start to see more open stakes on the calendar, and that's something that we really want to build and kind of start looking towards the future. As these thoroughbreds sort of age out a little bit when they're done competitive racing, uh, it's an interesting talking point. Like, you know, so much of their DNA is just they want to run. How much do they still get out and actually do that, push themselves? I mean, or, or is their life simply, especially the championship ones, become, hey, we breed you and that's it. You're too valuable to risk any sort yeah, of injury. Yeah, we're afraid to put you in a trailer even to take uh, you to the, to the, the, sure, the sure. I mean, I would be, yeah. but how much do they still actually want to get out and run? Do they ever do that, Jimmy? Oh, they want to get out and run. You definitely see that. <laughs> and, and it's two different things that you'll see. So 
The colts and the mares, they're the ones that will head off to the breeding shed. Mm. A lot of these horses that become geldings and have a little bit longer racing career are more accustomed to the racetrack. Those are the horses that become your stable ponies, your lead ponies, your outrider horses, that type of thing. And then when they go off to retirement, you see a lot of these horses, when you're seeing, say, mounted police and things along Uh, that line, a lot of those are retired thoroughbred racehorses. So that's one of the things, too, where you start to see these animals who are very calm around people, are used to having someone on Mm. their back, are used to being able to kind of handle that atmosphere. That's where a lot of these horses actually will move to to for retirement. So the ones that want to go usually stick around the racetrack and are still able to get out on the racetrack, but these other ones definitely are repurposed for their next career. Interesting. All right, Jimmy, before we spring you, we need uh, some bets for this weekend. Where are we? And I know the Rebels this weekend, so where are we putting our money? Yeah, all three races at Oaklawn Park on Saturday, we're going to bet them all across the board because we have some value here. So Oaklawn Park, race number seven, we're going to bet the one hazy command across the board. This one's 10 to 1 in the morning line, but it's two for two over the racetrack. Then Oaklawn, race number 10, we're going to bet the seven wet paint across the board. This one had a big effort in their last out. And then Oaklawn, race 11, this is the Rebel Stakes, the 50-point derby prep. Bet the four gun pilot across the board. This one's eight to one in the morning line, but it's bred to run all day. I love it. A ten to one and eight to one. Let's do it. So Oaklawn, three races for Saturday, everybody. Race seven, uh, the the one horse across the board. Race ten, the seven horse, lucky number seven across the board. And then in the Rebel, race eleven at Oaklawn on Saturday, the four horse across the board. Is that right? Yeah, guys, really good card. And then hey, we're going to start focusing on Hawthorne next week. Beautiful. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. See ya. Jimmy! There is Jim Miller over at Hawthorne. They should have them all come around. Here comes Secretariat back in the day. Here uh, come, you know, have them not? run around. The, uh, that would be awesome. By the way, Carm, uh, before we go on, I just want to say hi to a good friend of mine. People remember those TV shows I did. I went down to see him yesterday. He has a, a new place, him and his son, T, uh, Tony, uh, at Pennyville Station in Park Ridge. Tino Antonacci. People w- remember those pasta pasta shows that I did on a TV. And I did not know this, but at the time, the Lupos from uh, Cumberland Chapels, uh, who run that wonderful, well, I, I would say the greatest funeral home. I mean, it's well known. Sebastian Maniscalco just brought it up in his stand-up that mm. he did from Las Vegas that he brought up Cumberland Chapels. But uh, they were there. And they're big fans of the odds couple. I, uh, Pennyville Station, by the way, is awesome. It's downtown Park Ridge, and I've Park been there. Park Ridge, and right it's across fan- from it, the station. It's fantastic. And it's just yep. a cool vibe. They got good food. Uh, I, I like that place a and lot. And you'll so. see Tino there. And, Very cool. And then I see the Lupos. And I, I ran into about eight, nine people who said they listened to the odds couple. Great. Uh, so we appreciate it. Absolutely. All yep. right, where are we wagering this weekend, well, Mikey? Well, first of all, the podcast, I've been assured, like every week, that it will be up by 11.30, and it always is. Our guys are the best. 11.30, 12, folks. You got to listen to that, because last week we went 3-0, and but our games were early. Mm-hmm. This week, what I said for the TV, uh, for the radio show, which is going to be tonight uh, at 8 p.m., uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers. Nice. Minus 6.5 against Sacramento. Late game. Maybe you need a catch-up game. I'm 4-0 right now in hoops. 2-0 in pro basketball uh, on the show. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Clippers minus the 6.5. I think they're going to start getting it together. I, I really like the Clips. I'm with you. Uh, well, everybody usually likes them so much, but I think uh, there's more pressure put on them. I just don't. I see the two-man team still, just like with Philly. Yeah, I see George. Right. You know, I see Kawhi. Oh, yeah, I see that, and then 
for some reason it stops. I don't know. Uh, Kings played last night too, by the way. So uh, yep. you know that uh, they, and six the, and a half, and the Kings are not. Uh, our, our younger day kings. They're yeah. not bad. No, they're good. They're a fun yeah. team, but they played they last fire, night. They could fire and De'Aaron Fox, who I thought was going to be better than Lonzo Ball, even as a rookie, He's I thought, good. you know what? He is very He's good. He's good. And Clips yep. uh, nice and well-rested first game yep. out of the break, so I like that play. Uh, I'm going to give another hockey game, hit the hockey game I gave out last week. We're yeah. going to do it again. We're going to go with the total again. The Leafs are at home uh, hosting the Wild. The total in the game is six. Let's play the over. Second straight week, we're going to give out an NHL over, but I like the over here. The Leafs are clicking on all cylinders right now. 19 goals for Toronto in its last four games. They added Ryan O'Reilly about a week ago uh, ahead of the trade deadline here. He had a hat trick earlier this week, so he's assimilating himself nicely into that lineup. So Leafs at home on a Friday night against the Wild who are playing the second of a back-to-back. I think some goals will be scored. Uh, let's call it a uh, a five to three final tonight, and that that game is going to go over the six. So I don't know go. what I I felt more pressure as as a human being. I was once ju- uh, jumped by a gang of ruffians. I I ran and got away, or actually betting unders in the NHL right now. <laughs> I know what you mean. Last I night mean, they were I all can't overs. Take, I, mean, I know. My God, I I bet an under a week ago, and I I, I was walking. I was walking. He goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm." This game's driving me nuts. She goes, what are you doing in the laundry room? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just walking around aimlessly because there's open nets. We're going to pull the goalie. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's wild. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the weekend. Thank you to Brendan Riley uh, yep. for producing the Thanks, show Brendan. today. Thank you to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. And, Mikey, good stuff. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. And we'll talk again with everyone next Friday night. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.